Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora. And if you've journeyed with us in the past episodes, you know I've been talking with Pastor Matt Pollock from the church The Way in Marietta, California. And he wrote a new book called The Way of Truth. Uh, this book so far has been an inspiration to me. I know it'll be to you. But Matt, I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. What a delight. What a joy, Pastor Sergio. And I just want to thank you for stepping up and stepping out and leading people on a road to recovery. Amen. What a powerful thing. It is. Beautiful thing. Yeah, Galatians 6.1 says, if you know someone who has sinned, our responsibility is to restore. And I think through COVID and through what happened, so many people lost so much during COVID. America's been in restoration. Mm. Families are in restoration. Churches are in restoration. When we're always in some area of our life going through it. Uh, your book speaks to two things that I want to talk about today. Uh, one, to the end, which speaks of recovery. But first, in chapter five, you have a chapter called No Sway. Uh, you, can't, you don't have to go far in our culture today on TikTok, Instagram, radio, Facebook, television, to realize how culture has swayed away from biblical truth. Um, we know that that has been the cry of every generation. But if we're honest, we're a lot closer to the second coming of Christ than ever before. We've swayed, Matt. So what did you mean in by writing the chapter, No Sway? There's a most amazing verse in 1 John 5, 19. And God explains two parallels, almost two dichotomies that we're in. And at first says, we are His, we are of God's, we are His. Which that's the beautiful thing. If you call upon the Lord, we're His. We're in His grip. We yeah. belong to Him. We're we're owned. We've been bought by Him. We're His. But then there's a comma, and it says, "But the whole world lies under the sway of the enemy." So we're His, but we're living in a culture, an undercurrent, where everything is swaying us away. I've defined it this way: the sway is to pull you away. The sway is to pull you away. I don't think there is a person that is watching right now who will not say or admit that they can feel the lure and the sway. It's like a magnet. Yeah. It's just luring. Jesus in John 17, it's his prayer, and he says this, Father, I don't pray that you would take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. So that is the attention. It, it became part of a text. It became part of a hashtag. It became part of a family. And we'd say this, no sway. You know, our kids are going out at night. No sway. Don't give place. Don't give influence. Identify the sway, discern the sway, and resist the sway. Because it's so important right now that that sway wants to create gap, wants to create tension. Even if we use Peter for an example, I yes. think the reason why... Now, it was a sovereign act of God. There was nothing Peter could do. We have all need restoration. We've all been through that. But if you look in, in Luke 22, verse 54, it says, and Peter followed at a distance. At a distance. We make our mistake because we allow that gap and that distance of sway to creep in. And we're all weaker at that. So no sway. And so let's say someone has swayed because we're human. What do you say to someone who's swayed and right now feels they can't sway back? Like they've swayed too far. Can you sway too far? Uh, is there a moment where you can't sway back? Um, because there's people that feel that way. No. 
That's Jesus's redemptive plan. And the first part of that verse, we are of his. That's it. You belong to him. And he's, and he's purchased you with his blood. We've been adopted. We are chosen by him. And so make a pivot today. One of the most spiritual things we can do is what when the when the Apostle Paul got to the island of Malta and was bought, bit with a venomous, venomous viper, he shook it off. Yeah. You know what you do? You just shake it, shake that sway off. Make that decision today to pivot and to turn and shake off that bite. Shake off that lethargy. Shake off that confusion. Shake off that relationship. Whatever, however that sway came, that bite came, I just encourage you to shake that off into the fire and just move forward. And believe that God has something better. That God always leads us from glory to glory. In chapter 9, um, you talk about to the end. Yeah. So when I saw that, I thought, well, are you talking about being faithful to the end? Um, making it to the end? Um, and so explain the chapter. The, one of the most beautiful things about God, his perfect character, his nature, his love, his goodness, is in God, in Christ Jesus. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Wow. And we can finish well. It doesn't matter how. And it's not how we start, it's how we finish. And there's a strong call of God in this hour to the end, to finish right in this hour, in this moment, in this season. And the Bible uses in Hebrews 3 and all over that Jesus was was faithful to God to the end. And in, and in uh, John 13, 1, he loved them to the end. To and the I want to encourage people, doesn't matter how your middle is, doesn't matter your childhood, doesn't matter how you started in God, it's so redemptive. It's about ending right and ending well. God, that's so hopeful. Samson, let your hair grow back. Yeah. God will grow your hair back. He lost it, yes. but it grew back. And God can do one more thing in one hour. So I just want to encourage people again. It's not the ups and the downs of it, man. God is so redemptive, and it's how we finish. Finish right. Finish well. Peter did. Moses did. Moses did. At 40, he failed, but at 80, he got it right. And that's the beautiful thing about God. God's plan so big. There's the good and the perfect and the acceptable. God, the will of God's big. Yeah. It's really big. So you talk about Moses in the book. Why did you choose Moses? Because in Hebrews 11, in the faith chapter, to me, it, it puts in a practical steps of how Moses functioned and fulfilled in faith. And it simply says that by faith, Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be identified as Pharaoh's son. Refused. And there's things in all of our life, identity, sins, mistakes, we have to refuse to be refuse. identified by who we were or by what we, what we did. And the way Moses got to fulfillment is he refused. To some, you have to refuse that all the time. You may have to refuse that, that, that eating disorder, refuse that abuse, refuse, refuse to be identified with that. Then the next verse says he chose. He chose. So to properly refuse, I have to properly choose. I can't refuse until I choose. Say that again. To properly refuse, I have to choose. Yes. So I can't refuse the wrong until I choose the right. And once you refuse, you have to choose. You have to. Don't and stay in limbo. That's exactly right. So he refused, he chose, and then he esteemed. He valued. Ooh. He valued. And it actually says that he esteemed the, the reproach of Christ greater than the riches of Egypt. Which means... A life in the spirit, not in the flesh. Yeah. The way of truth, not the way of air. I would rather walk with Jesus and experience some persecution 
than stay and wallow in the things of this world. Yeah. He esteemed the house of God, the presence of God, the word of God. He esteemed it. So he refused. He chose. He esteemed. And then it says, then he forsook Egypt. Now we're growing. Now we're on the road to rest. You want to know how really restoration looks like? This is the raw. Yeah. This is the gritty. Yeah. I'm, for, I'm, I'm forsaken. I'm choosing, I'm esteeming, and now he's forsaking. I love that. Wow, he's walking away from it. Yeah. He's forsaking yes. that. He's he's saying, I like I've been crucified with Christ. Yes. Now he's into warfare. Yes. Now he's into shaking, and we have to get there, and if we, we can talk more. But then, and then it says, by faith, now he kept the Passover. And then verse 28 and 29 says, then they could cross over. Do you know that Moses, with those steps, allowed an entire generation to step over. It's not just about you. Yeah. When you do that, you can allow a whole wow. family, a whole tribe, a whole community to all cross over just because Moses took those steps. You know, sometimes we don't see how important the steps that we're taking are because we only see the step, mm. but we don't see the ripple effect of mm -hmm. our step. Mm -hmm. And Moses esteems being right with God and choosing the people of God above the world. Mm. I love that word esteem mm. because it means to put emotional value to. Mm. So I'm going to add new emotional value to living right, to being right. Mm. And that's going to cause me to forsake some things. Mm. And now I'm not forsaking because someone told me to forsake. Mm. I'm forsaking because I have a new emotional commitment mental, spiritual, soul commitment. Mm. I'm esteeming it. Mm. Now it's not, I don't love righteousness because I was told to love it. I'm loving it because I've learned to love it. Right. I'm now esteem. I esteem being right with God. I esteem being committed to church. I esteem having good godly friends. And this gives me now the authority yeah. to be able to forsake yes. what I need to forsake Matt. And then it says in Moses, he kept the Passover. Now we're at a place of discipleship yeah. and God honoring because we're keeping what's holy, holy, holy. And God wants us to get to the place where we don't keep it and lose it. We keep it and sustain it for generations to come. We're guarding it. Yes. We're protecting it. Matthew, don't lose your oil. And I just want to keep yeah. what God's given people. Yeah. He's entrusted to you. Keep it, guard it. Oh, Timothy, guard what's been entrusted to you. Yes. Not only do we trust God, but we have a trust account with God where he's entrusted things to us to keep and to steward. What are some of the things that that we should focus on keeping in, in terms of what we've been entrusted with? To me, it's always more about what's happening in me than around me. And so, scripture's so clear. Trust to so and so so protect your inner life. There's so many things, Pastor Sergio, out of my control. Okay. The sway of the enemy wants to get me out of what's in my control to focus on what's out of my control. Correct. But I can only control what's in my control. And Proverbs is clear to say, whatever you do, guard your heart. So purity, integrity, the inner. What did the Psalmist David said? Let the words of my mouth and meditation. 
So the meditation of my heart and words of my mouth will dictate a lot. It's the little things. It's little things. Catch the little foxes. Catch the little. So stewarding my attitude, stewarding my heart, stewarding what I idle on, stewarding those things of my life. The words I speak. The words I speak. The thoughts I have cast. Take every thought captive. It's the little things that allow there to be big, giant moves. So move from the inside out, allowing the inner workings of my life, my purity, my integrity, to dictate my flow of life. Yeah, and when we protect those things, we protect our way. That's right. And that's what allows us to enjoy walking in truth. The way of truth. Um, I know that's a psalm, but in conclusion... Tell us what that phrase means to you, the way of truth, apart from what it says in Psalms. What's right is worth a fight, and because it's right, there will be a fight. Okay, say that again. What's right is worth the fight, and because it's right, there's going to be a fight, an all-out fight and an all-out warfare. I don't think people are aware of the warfare we're in in this hour because it's right, because we're close to the return of Jesus. Um, but- What's right? What's right? Okay, so let me ask you that. Yeah. Give me three things that you would say to a group of people that, because there's a lot of things that are right. But for the sake of time, our listeners are saying, okay, then what's right? Give me three things that you consider are worth the fight. You're vibrant, healthy, living, beautiful walk with the Lord Jesus. You're, you're, You're personal. Relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. What else? I have a chapter on it. There is, biblically speaking, a divine, a defined place of truth. It's a pillar and ground. It's supposed to be the house of God. The house of God is the pillar and ground of truth. So it's right to fight, to stay grounded and rooted in the house of God. And connected with the right friends in the right environment. We have to. That is yes. that is the missional mandate. And what's the third one? Gosh. That you would say, this is the right fight. The things that John the Baptist said, a man can receive nothing, least it given to him from heaven. He's saying that because he just lost his disciples to Jesus. He's in a transition of his life. And he knew God sovereignly gave me this for the moment. What's worth the fight is the things, big or small, God has given you in your jurisdiction to steward. What is it? What has He given you? Yeah. Children? Yes. The person, the heart, whatever God has given you, don't despise it. Find the God in the small and steward it with everything you have because a man can receive nothing, at least it given to him from heaven. What has God given you to fight for, to defend, and to protect? Phineas was guarding a pea patch. Yes. And he defended it with all he had. I encourage you, wow. fight for what God has given you. And that's what it says here. The right is worth the fight. Matt, thank you for writing the book, The Way of Truth. And where can people find the book? Yeah, most places books are sold, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. You can also go to MatthewPollock.org. Okay. And it's there. And I just trust it will be a blessing and inspiration to them. Well, Matt, thank you for writing it. Thank you for letting God speak to you to write it. And I want to encourage all of our listeners, uh, those that know that I'm constantly talking about books to read, here's the next one, The Way of Truth. Help you on your road to restoration. The fight for truth is the right fight. Matt, thank you for joining us. And thank you for subscribing, for liking, sharing, comment, 
And uh, thank you for staying on the road to restoration with us. God bless you.